0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفاء أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائد دروس Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala al Muhammad kama salli'ta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidun majin Allah barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidun majin waqal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya Amanu amanuqu anfusakum wa ahalikum naraafu وَقَالَ allahu subhanahu wa ta'ala fi آخر وَجَعَلُوا بُيُوتَكُمْ wajalu buyutakum الصَّلَاةِ wa akimu salah, wa الْعَظِيمُ mu'minin, During this period and time, or should I call it unprecedented period and time that we are going through, the message the instruction and the advice being given to one and all is stay at home. And it's quite simple if we think about it and we make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieves us from this difficult time very quickly May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all with afia. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to do that which pleases him and safeguards us from his disobedience. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala become pleased with us once again. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us plentiful barakah. So the message is simple and clear. Stay at home. Now, Before we go on to speaking about the home and the house, have we stopped for a moment and thought that globally people are being told to stay at home? Automatically we think that's simple, you go in your house, you shut the door, and you stay inside. What about those people that don't have a house, that don't have a home, and have we ever thought how great of a blessing it is to have a house, to have a shelter. So at this time, when we are going through this lockdown, as they call it, it is a moment for us to reflect on those that are living in constant lockdown. The people in Kashmir, the people in Burma, the people Muslims in China, Muslims in Gaza in Palestine, and many other parts of the world, Let us not forget and let us utilize these moments. When we have been told to stay at home, we know we have the luxury of the home, the luxury of our beds, the luxury of the fridge, the luxury of our clothing, the luxury of our families, the luxury of the electricity and the water and the heating and everything else that we have. Whereas these individuals are not living in a temporary lockdown. They are in a constant lockdown without the luxuries that we're enjoying and yet here we are complaining we're finding it very hard we're finding it difficult that we've been told to stay at home may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate the sufferings of the ummah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all a soft spot in our heart and care and concern for the ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us not forget our Muslim brothers and sisters who are suffering throughout the world. Whilst we are in this small difficulty, I will call it, let us not forget those who are suffering much, much, much greater. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help them and assist them. Now, what I want to focus on is we've been told to stay at home and the fact that we have a house, we have a place that we can call home, this is one of Allah's great bounties upon us, a great ni'mah, a great bounty and a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us a place which we can call home. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions ja'ala lakum min buyutikum sakana. that Allah has granted you a house, and this house is a means of you deriving peace and comfort and tranquility and your well-being. You can rest there at the end of the day. You can take comfort within your home. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions "Arba'un min al there are four things, if you have these four things, then you are the most fortunate person in the world, you are the luckiest person in the world, you are truly blessed, you are truly honoured by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one, al maratul salihah, if Allah has granted you a pious wife, wal-maskan al-wasi' a comfortable home. الصالح, you've got a good neighbor الهني, And you've got a car You've got a vehicle that goes from A to B And it's not giving you any problems or difficulties You've got these four necessities of life You've got a pious wife A decent comfortable house And you've got a good neighbor And you've got a good means of transport Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you Everything you could have wanted So this is a great ni'mah. You are a fortunate person that Allah has granted you a home. And the fact that Allah has granted us this great blessing of having a house, because we live in it all the time, sometimes we can overlook this great ni'mah and bounty. Think about those who have nowhere to live. They have nowhere to call home. Even at times of difficulty in harsh weather conditions, they cannot take shelter anywhere. They are living on the streets. So the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with a house, a place that we can call home, it is our responsibility now to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that within this house, Allah is obeyed and not disobeyed. Within this house, Allah is remembered and not forgotten. Within this house, we make his dhikr and we do not neglect him. Within this house, we fulfill his commands and not break them. This is our responsibility. And we ought to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has granted us a place that we can call home. And from amongst the many ways, we can show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And an example we find in the salafus salihin, Right from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, and amongst the Sahaba, and in the times of the previous, the previous pious predecessors, we find that they were particular about establishing a masjid within the home, establishing a musalla within the home, by which we can show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa taala. Now the difference between us and them is their priority in this world why are we here why did almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create us? as we know in the quran we learn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that do you think that we have created you in this world in vain with no purpose in mind And that you will not be returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To answer for how you spent your time in this world The Quran explicitly tells us Our sole purpose of being in this dunya And passing our time in this world Is that we are here to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To draw close and fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And of course, whilst we are in this world We have necessities. We have needs. We have our basic human rights that we need to fulfill. And amongst these needs, amongst these necessities is shelter, a place that we can call home, a place where we can sleep, a place where we can eat, somewhere where we can keep our clothes, somewhere where we can store our belongings, somewhere where our family and us can sit together and enjoy ourselves and live in a comfortable manner. Alhamdulillah, this is the home. This is the house. However, the important thing to remember is the difference between us and the pious predecessors. They also had houses and homes, and we also have a house and a home. But they realized that their house and their home was a necessity, it was a need, and they used it accordingly. Therefore, despite the small size, despite The house is not being so large and so great in size. Despite the home being a very simple place of dwelling, it could have even been one room or a couple of rooms or a small area. Because they understood the priority and their objective in life was not just to continue decorating this home, was not just to continue making and fulfilling the necessities of life. Rather their focus was the objective and their purpose of life thus within their small homes and houses one thing they ensured that there was always an area a space which was dedicated to remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dedicated to performing the sunnah and the nawafil dedicated for the recitation of the quran and we find many examples of this uh, in the stories of the pious and even in the lives of sahaba anhum as we'll discuss inshallah as we go along so at this moment in time within our homes so we have a bedroom we have the living room we have the sitting room we have a dining room we have a kitchen we have a playroom we have the lounge we have the games room we have a cinema room we've got we've got a dressing room we've got a room for everything everything we could have thought of we have a room for alhamdulillah may allah bless us within our homes may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us happiness within our homes may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all comfortable with afiyah and this is perfectly fine these are needs and necessities some people allah has granted more some people allah hasn't granted as much so allah has granted you fine you build your homes you decorate your homes however the point i want to mention is why is it that within our homes We find a room and an area for everything. And if we don't have a room or an area or a space or even one corner in our house, we have no space where we have dedicated that this is the place whenever anyone in our house needs to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the place where we will call the masjid of the house or the musalla of the house why is it that there is no place and no area in our house where we've decided that if anybody wants to read quran in the house quran will be recited in this area dhikr will be made in this area this was the practice of the pious predecessors we find in their lives that they dedicated an area a room an area a corner of the house which was referred to as the Masjid al-Bayt or Musalla al-Bayt or Musalla al-Manzil the Masjid of the house or the Musalla of the house. And then the Ibadah which was done, it was done in that particular area. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. There are many examples uh, we can discuss uh, from amongst the Sahaba radhiyallahu anhum who had places like these within their homes. Now regarding the masjid of the house, uh, we find Imam al-Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi, he has established a chapter, Babul al-Masajid fil buyut wa salla al-Bara ibn Azib radiyallahu ta'ala anhu fi masjidihi fi darihi jama'atan, and Imam ibn Majah rahmatullah alayhi, Baab al-Masajid fi, fi al-Dur, and there are other scholars of hadith who have established chapters in regards to establishing a place or an area within the house within the home uh, for the purpose of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now there are two types of people there are those people who are negative and then there are those who are positive over the last so many days we have been spending our time discussing the coronavirus discussing which countries are affected discussing the number of deaths that have taken place many people are discussing and circulating conspiracy theories and it seems that every one of us have been engulfed and we are totally engaged in discussing these numbers discussing these figures discussing uh, these things that we are hearing on the media and really and honestly initially yes we needed to discuss it was something new we didn't know about it all it hit us all we didn't know what was coming but now that we can see and we can expect what is to come in the coming days instead of us engaging in this kind of talk now it is important that we now engage in those things that will be beneficial for us let us find an opportunity in this difficulty so a negative person finds a difficulty in every opportunity a positive person finds an opportunity in every difficulty. We are going through a difficulty. However, let us find an opportunity. An opportunity to better ourselves. One of our respected teachers, Hazrat Maulana Junaid Desai Saham, May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala elevate his status. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant him baraka in his life and his family and accept his he is, uh carrying out for the sake of Darul Ulum after the passing of our Hazrat Rahmatullah Alayhi. Uh, He shared some advice uh, Yesterday and he mentioned that many of us Have always presented an excuse that we don't have time We don't have an opportunity We don't have that Chance to spend time with our family with our children within our homes. We are so busy with work and other uh, engagements He says now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you that time has given you the opportunity to be with your family to be in your house to be amongst your household now is the time to make the most of this do all those things that you had always wished for this is a test in reality people have been discussing is this a punishment or not well that's not for us to discuss Yes, it can be of a form of a punishment and we have been told many many things in the ahadith when this happens Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes the people in this manner. However, more importantly from a Muslim perspective This is a test And the result of the test is according to how we react to it When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a situation upon a people People split into two categories There are those that after being tested they become closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are the people who are are successful in the test regardless whether a person dies or not regardless whether a person suffers or not it depends on whether you drew closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on the contrary there are those individuals when they are tested they go further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They become more negligent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is now to understand those who have been successful and those who have failed the test. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. So, this is now a time for us to reflect and ponder uh, how can we make the most of this situation that we are in? Now that we are in our houses. We find a sahabi, Radiallahu anhu, Itban ibn Malik. Radiallahu anhu. Itbani ibn Malik anhu was an imam and he would lead the people in the prayer in the masjid. However, he was visually impaired. So on one occasion he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and he says, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi As you know, I am an imam of the people. And I'm visually impaired. Sometimes when there is heavy rain, it becomes very difficult for me to come to the masjid. Therefore, I have a simple request. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Please, could you come to my house and perform salah? And then I want to convert this area of my home into the masjid of the house, the musalla of the house many a times it happens that i cannot reach the masjid because of my difficulty so that i can perform my salah here rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam agreed and he said yes i will come the following day itban ibn malik radiallahu says rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arrived with him was sayyiduna abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu he entered the house and before sitting down he says oh itban where would you like me usalli laka min baitik where in your house would you like me to perform the salah? For ila I indicated and pointed towards the place where I wanted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to perform the salah. الله الله the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood, we stood behind him and we performed two rakat salah. And then onwards he He says that I made that area the masjid of my house This is one example of many Where we find amongst the Sahaba How they had areas within their homes Which they would refer to as the masjid of the house In the Quran We find the story of the Banu Israel The Banu Israel were under threat and persecution From Fir'aun and his people And they generally would perform their salah or their prayer, whatever was prescribed to them by Musa as the commander of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They would generally perform in their prayer areas collectively. However, because they were going through this difficult time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed through Musa alayhi salam to tell them, and the Quran tells us about this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That convert your houses into a qibla, ay al-masajid. The mufassirun say, qibla ay al-masajid. So, at this time of difficulty and fear, they were told to perform their salah within their houses and make an area of the house into a prayer area, into a masjid. And as we know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Ya bi sabri was salah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kana idha hazawa amrun faza a'ila salah. Whenever difficulty was encountered by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would turn towards salah. Now, how Can we establish a masjid or a musalla in the home? What is the ruling of this masjid? Is it the same as a masjid of the locality? Or is it different? Does it become a real masjid? Do I need to go inside with the right foot, read the dua? Uh, Or do any of these rules apply? What is the ruling of this? So it's important to understand. MashaAllah, there are many uh, amongst you who will already have this dedicated area or room in your houses uh, which you have dedicated and you refer to as the masjid of the house or the musalla of the house or the prayer area of the house may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you plentiful barakah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the ability to continue this noble practice this is you can call it sunnatan mahjura this is like a forgotten sunnah people have become negligent of this this is something that we have left and we are busy within our homes enhancing our homes and our residences alhamdulillah may Allah grant us baraka however we cannot forget that we are here and this house is a great name of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when we have time we have space and we cannot have an area for everything why is it we have no area for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why is there no area within our home where we can send salawat upon rasulullah Sallallahu so we find that the way to do this if we if we look in the hadith of uh the Umm Humaid Imra'atu Abi Humaid As Sa'idi, radiyallahu there was a woman and Sahabiya. She came to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. She said, Ya Rasulallah, inni uhibbu salata ma'ak. I love praying salah with you. Who doesn't love coming to the masjid and seeing the masjid empty in this manner? It honestly, uh, for every Muslim, every believer, it breaks your heart. You want to cry and shed tears. And we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, allows us back into the masajid once again may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring this day as soon as possible we seeing the haramain and masjid al-aqsa in the manner that we are seeing them and not only them all of the masajid throughout the world may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring about better days so this female companion sahabiya radiallahu anha she said "O oh, rasulullah i love performing salah with you and the Prophet ﷺ said that, yes, I know, I know that you love performing Salah with me. However, uh, the fact that you perform Salah in your house is better for you, is better for you than performing Salah out of your house or in an outer area. The more inside your house you perform salah, the better it will be for you to perform the salah. This is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advising a sahabiyya radiyallahu anham. When she heard this, what did she do? فَأَمَرَتْ فَبُنِيَ لَهَا مَسْجِدٌ فِي أَقْصَى شَيْءٍ مِنْ بَيْتِهَا فَكَانَتْ تُصَلِّي فِيهِ حَتَّى لَقِيْتِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِّ so this anha she understood the instruction of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so she told somebody in one of the inner rooms of the house uh, she instructed that a masjid be made for her meaning a one of the inner rooms of the house was converted and changed into a masjid and then from then onwards she would continue performing her salah there until she met allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is one uh method of reviving this forgotten practice is dedicate a entire room for the purpose of salah for dhikr for tilawat of the quran for getting together with the family and speaking about the stories of the anbiya alayhim wassalatu wassalam, making ta'aleem and reminding them of their purpose in the world and that this world is very temporary and our real abode is the Akhirah. this is one option now as we know the houses that we have at the moment no matter how big and large our houses are we still feel this so this small and many of us we are we have so many things in our houses that even those areas which are empty are no longer empty the rooms are not occupied with anything we fill them up with just items and may allah grant us more barakah however i know that this may not be possible for every. so if it's possible for you if you have the space And remember, when when we are doing this, we are not to cause a fight within the home. We should sit together with the family, discuss, use hikmah, use wisdom, be loving, be caring, be understanding and consult the members of the house. Let's not do it in a way that we cause an argument within the houses. May Allah grant us happiness. So if you can, if this is an option for you to dedicate an entire room within the house, then do so. And this will now be referred to as the masjid of the house, the musalla of the house. When the ladies and the sisters want to perform their salah, they will come here and perform their salah. At this moment and time, we for fajr salah we jump out of bed, we perform our fajr in the bedroom, and zahar in the living room, asar somewhere by the kitchen, maghrib in the front room and Isha again we pray in the bedroom oh, we a be all over the place and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam sought the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from shatatul amr Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min shatatul amr oh Allah I, I seek your protection from being all over the place being disorganized not having a system in Islam we have a tartib we have a sunnah a time, a place, a manner a method of doing everything Therefore, we find and we can take the example from the lives of the Sahaba عنهم, they had a dead ahadun illa masjidun bayti. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud عنه, says, every one of you every one of you should have, oh, 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 should have a masjid within their home. So this is one option of dedicating an entire room. And I know this is not possible for everybody. So the second option would be which most people I, I, I'm assuming would do is like we see in the hadith of Itban ibn Malik anhu which i just mentioned where he invited rasulullah sallallahu wasallam to his house and he pointed towards a corner of the house and he said o rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam if you can perform salah here and that corner of that particular room was then converted into an area as a musalla of the house now imagine rather than us being all over the place within our homes when you are in your house every one of us we face ups and downs we face difficulties we have arguments sometimes we fall out with each other sometimes we're going through a difficult time and the simple thing some some of us want to do is just leave the house go out of the house and we want to go to a place which is a sanctuary which is a place of peace which is a place of quiet if we have this place within our homes that when we are feeling down we are feeling depressed we are feeling anxious we are worried we don't know what's going to happen we've had a little bit of an argument with our spouse with our children what we could do is move away move away from the other rooms and come into this area which we refer to as the masjid of the house maybe we can have a few copies of the Quran a, a few tasbihat there and we can have a few musalla there and this area can be kept clean can be kept perfumed whenever a person needs to come and perform salah they will perform their salah here and they will recite the quran in this area you know there was a pious person on his deathbed and as he was leaving the world his daughter came by his bedside and she began to cry the father said to her in his final moments oh my daughter why are you crying and she says father you are about to leave the world and we will separate i will never see you again And the father said to his daughter, Daughter, don't cry. And know that your father has completed 40,000 recitations of the Quran in this corner of the house. Your father has completed 40,000 recitations of the Quran. In this corner of the house this was the practice of the salafus salihin where they would dedicate an area and they would engage in the worship and the ibadah of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that particular area of the house and there are many many blessings and barakat we find in the hadith of jabir ibn abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says once you perform some salah in the masjid Meaning your fara'id Of course the masjid is where the males especially Will perform the faras salah So the Prophet Alaihi has said Once you've completed this You should have a share of your salah A portion of your salah You should leave for the home as well فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ جَاعِلٌ فِي بَيْتِهِ مِنْ صَلَاتِهِ خَيْرًا because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring about much good By the means of the performance of the salah within the home as well So some of our sunan, some of our nawafil We should leave for the houses And by this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring much benefit in the house Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu narrates from the Prophet sallallahu Alaykum bi salati buyutikum Continue performing salah in your houses. Because the best salah you can perform is the salah performed in the house, yes, except the farz salah. Of course, no one should be mis no one should misunderstand and misquote here. What I'm mentioning here is the farz salah when the masajid are open, of course, we come to the masjid and perform the salah. However, besides any the fara'id, the best place to perform the other salah the nafal salah the nawafil is in the houses we find the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam being asked by abdullah ibn sa'ad radiyallahu and sallallahu alayhi wasallam ayyuma ayyuma afdal as-salat fi bayti or assalat fil masjid O Prophet of Allah I've got a question What's your question? I want to ask Is it better for me To perform salah in the masjid Or better for me To perform salah in my home? Now remember the question Is in regards to The optional prayers This is not in regards to The fara'id Because we all know The place for fara'id In particular for males Is the masjid so the Prophet sallallahu wasallam responded by saying Ala tara ila bayti ma masjid. Don't you see how close my house is to the masjid? The Prophet wasallam said Don't you see how close my house is to the masjid? We know the Prophet wasallam lived literally next to the masjid. He would open his door and he would be in the masjid. So he says, Don't you see how close my house is to the masjid? The Prophet ﷺ says, The fact that I perform salah, optional salah, nafal salah, sunnah prayers within my home is much more beloved to me than performing them in the masjid. Uh, another important clarification I should make here in this day and age, In this day and age In our time When we are very negligent Where we are far From the teachings of the sunnah The ulama uh, Encourage Us to perform our sunnah uh, In particular the ones After the fara'id Within the masjid And the reason for this is uh, I'll tell you two reasons One is uh, Because generally We Just about come to the masjid We just about perform our salah and if we start leaving the masjid immediately, what could happen? Well, as soon as we've got out, there are many distractions. We don't even need to leave. We've got the mobile in the pocket. So during salah, you've already had a call. So you're already focusing while you're in your first prayer, that forget the sunnah, I need to go and answer this call. or I need to answer and respond to this message. So because of the many distractions that we have, If we start leaving the masjid Immediately after the farah's prayer What will happen We will end up not performing the sunnah at all And number two This is an addition which I'd like to add This is a possibility as well Because we have left The practice of establishing The masjid in the home Many of us or most of us Don't have an area in our houses Which we refer to as the masjid of the house Due to this Due to this, as soon as we get home, we get busy in our eating, in watching television, in being, becoming busy with our children. Had we had a room, an area dedicated as the masjid of the house, we would have entered the home, gone straight to that area, performed our salah that we needed to, and then continued with the rest of our engagements. As we find in the lives of Sahaba, many Sahaba, before leaving their house, they would go to the masjid of the house perform two rakat salah and then leave the house when they would enter the house they would first go to the masjid of the house perform two rakat salah and thereafter and they would hope that by performing these two rakat salah upon leaving they would they would say that this leaving will be a leaving me, and, and it will be a means of good entering our our, our lives And when they entered the house, they would enter performing these two rakat salah, hoping that this would become a means of much good entering their lives and within the home as well. And amongst these salaf, we find many other examples. The main uh, example we find is from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Masud radhiyallahu we find in the hadith of Sahih Muslim wama minkum illa walahu masjidun fi baytihi and there is isn't anyone amongst you except that they should have a masjid within their house one of the first uh, people who who established a masjid within the house was sayyidina Abu Bakr when Abu Bakr عنه, uh, he faced many difficulties and he wanted to leave Makkah al-Mukarramah and then he was said, don't worry, a person like you shouldn't leave. We find thumma badali abi bakrin fabtada masjidan bifina idarihi wa kana yusalli wa yaqra al-Qur'an. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala in one of the areas of his house, he established his place which he referred to as the masjid. He would perform salah there, read the Quran there. People would gather to listen to his recitation. The women are of Makkah al children. Even many disbelievers would arrive and listen to the recitation of the Quran and this troubled the people of Quraysh immensely uh, Abdullah ibn Rawaha radiyallahu ta'ala anhu says regarding him he had two masjid masjidun fi baitihi wa masjidun fi darihi idha arada an yakhruja salla fi al masjid fi baytihi wa idha dakhala salla fi al masjid alladhi fi darihi wa kana haythuma adraqathu as-salah anaha so we find many examples from the lives of sahaba radiyallahu anhum where they would establish within their homes a place where they would perform the salah nafal salah when he would enter his house, he wouldn't take off his clothing and rest until he would not go to the place which he referred to as the masjid of the house and he would perform two rakat salah in there. So there are many, many uh, hadith where we can find uh, the Prophet ﷺ also he would perform the sunnah salahs within the home the two before fajr for example Uh, this we have been told to perform it's a sunnah uh, to perform them within the house and not only the two sunnah before fajr all of the sunnah salah like i mentioned earlier one of the reasons why in this day and age we are told to perform them in the masjid is because if we leave the masjid there is a great chance that we might not perform them altogether. however if we can take this opportunity to establish a room, an area within our houses, which we refer to as the masjid of the house, the musalla of the house. Thereafter, what we can do is before we come to the masjid, our sunnah of Dhuhr, for example, uh, the Prophet Wasallam Would perform these uh, four rakat in the house Or the two rakat in the house After the Dhuhr prayer Or after the Maghrib prayer There are many many ahadith From which we can learn That the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And the Sahaba عنهم, They had a practice It says in the time of Umar On one occasion Somebody is narrating after Maghrib Salah The Imam did Salam And everybody left the masjid It's as if no one is performing their sunnah Upon inquiry we learn That these people were going to their houses And they were performing their sunnah Within their houses to attract the mercy And the rahmah and the barakah of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala within our houses So just to clarify once again If you fear that you're not going to Perform it at all and you're going to end up Missing it's better for you to perform in the masjid However if we can establish This practice within our homes That we are reviving this forgotten Practice of establishing a masjid A musalla Within the house Much benefit inshallah Can be achieved Through this And as we learn From the uh, Examples we have seen From the lives Of the salafus salihin uh, Where they would be Performing the salah The optional salah Within the home And of course We can do jama'ah This is a great opportunity The Where we cannot do jama'ah Within the house The father The wife The children Can stand in rows And make jama'ah Within the houses And this will Insha'Allah Encourage those within our homes who are not regularly punctual on our salah on salah they will also be encouraged to perform the salah and it's time to recite quran come in this place and recite the quran make some dhikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the benefit of this is just like we find in the hadith of the prophet sallallahu those houses in which the remembrance of allah takes place those houses are alive And those houses in which the remembrance of Allah doesn't take place, these houses are considered as being dead. And those houses in which the remembrance of Allah and salah is not performed at all. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi has referred to these houses as cemeteries, as graveyards. So I end by mentioning that this is a great opportunity for us in this difficult time. Let us find an opportunity where we can revive this great practice of the salafus salihin, of establishing a masjid, a musalla within our home. Finally, I'd like to mention this masjid of the house, this musalla of the house, the same rulings of a normal masjid will not apply So, you do not need uh, to enter or exit with the right or left foot. You cannot make a'tikaf and apply the rulings of a'tikaf in there. A a female, for example, on her monthly cycle, she will not be prohibited from entering this area. This is a normal room like the rest of the rooms in your houses. If the children want to play in this area, you will not stop them. They won't be uh, disrespecting the area because at the end of the day, the same rulings of the house do not apply, uh, of the masjid do not apply. This is one thing in important to clarify however it is important that we try and make an effort in these difficult times to find this opportunity to get together inshallah within our houses and, uh, and establish this place and one more clarification important clarification we need to make uh, that today inshallah the ruling is for everybody who is at home now you will perform salatul dhuhr you will perform salatul dhuhr in the masjid uh we have juma uh, in, in in some of the masajid juma'ah is taking place with uh, one or two just just a handful of people however the houses you the the ulama have decided that in the houses you will perform Salatul Dhuhr, and it's your choice to perform it individually or with a jamaah with your family members so please be mindful of this you are not allowed to follow the imam from home Uh, and this is not what we are encouraging whatsoever. In your houses, you will perform Salatul Dhuhar either independently or with congregation with your family members. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.